Spirit Radio Podcasts. You know, if you are currently an expectant mother or you've already given birth to children, what maternity services and birthing options are or were available to you? You know, we, we're a family of seven. We have seven kids, and we've home birthed five of those seven. And, you know, over the years, it's been 20 years of, uh, you know, rearing kids, having babies. And I have to say, it's a little disappointing what's on offer in Ireland for women as options to birth their babies. And that's why this story appealed to me so much, and I really am looking forward to uh, to. to talking about this today because we hear of maternity services in other countries such as the U.S. and the U.K. offering water birth, home birth services and options to uh, birth to attend birth centers. But what maternity services are currently available and offered in Ireland? On the line to tell us more now, we have Krisha Lynch. She's the chair and spokesperson from the Association of Improvement for Maternity Services. It's known as AIMS. And you're very welcome to the show this morning. Thanks very much, Jackie. Now, you know, first of all, let's just um, talk a little bit about, so listeners can kind of get up to speed, about birthing options that we do have in Ireland. What do we have available for for birthing moms in Ireland at the moment? Okay, so um, just an overview. We have 19 maternity units, and those units are divided into what are called hubs and spokes. So big maternity hospitals, for example, like the National Maternity Hospital, like um, CUMH, Cork University Maternity Hospital, those kinds of hospitals are hubs. And then we have smaller little units like Tipperary, Mullingara attached onto hubs. But within those 19 maternity units, what we have, I suppose, can be divided up into three statements. We have very highly medicalized maternity services. We have very highly centralized maternity services. And we have quite tightly controlled maternity services, which are very much obstetric-led. So we don't hear a lot about midwifery services. And whereas, for example, in the UK, we'd have a Royal College of Midwives, and we'd hear midwives a lot on the radio. And, for example, from the US, you know, you're probably familiar with people like Ina May Gaskin. They would have quite a, uh, an important voice in talking about maternity care. In Ireland, we don't tend to have that. We have quite a strong obstetric uh, voice. So that's what we have. We have these highly medicalized services, which are fantastic for women who have very high-risk pregnancies. So if your listeners, for example, they might have high blood pressure in pregnancy, they might be already carrying uh, diabetes, they might already have cardiac conditions, they might have a baby who we already know has an issue coming up. So for pregnant people who are within that realm, then our services are perfectly designed for them. But what we have to realize is that about 80% at the very, that's what's described by the WHO anyway, 80% of women will actually be having what are termed quite low-risk pregnancies. They won't be carrying risks. Their pregnancies will be fine. Their babies will be fine. They are actually fine. So for the majority of people, they are going through a very medicalized birth set of options. And we don't really have much for them. What we have is we have some very limited home birth services. And I heard you say there in your intro that you had... Uh, five home births, which is fantastic to be able to get five home births. Um, I actually had three myself. And um, it's difficult to find a home birth mm-hmm. wife in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, in some areas, there's a, there's a few. And in other areas, it's very sparse. And now we have a private option, so you can have a private home birth if you want. But obviously, you have to have the money or health insurance to pay for that. Yes. Another option is that there might be midwifery-led care. And 
in pretty much every hospital or unit in the UK, for example, there's a midwifery-led option. Whereas in Ireland, there isn't. There's one in Drogheda, there's one in Cavan, there's one in Cork, and there's one in um, the National Maternity Hospital, which we always call Hollow Street. And there's also one in uh, Limerick University Hospital. So for the rest, those options aren't available, especially in the northwest. So in the northwest of the country, you tend to find that your only choice is to go in, book in with an obstetrician, and whether you book in as public or whether you book in as semi-private or whether you book in as um, fully private, you're basically going to meet the same midwives and you're going to get a very medicalized experience. So the choices are very, very limited, really, here in Ireland. And you mentioned their water birth. For example, there's only about three or four units that would actually have a pool. Really, if you want a water birth guaranteed, well, as guaranteed as you can have it, because birth is always you know, always throws surprises up. Um, <laughs> you're really going to have to have your baby at home. So these, you know, in comparison to other countries, these aren't great choices that we have. Mm, and I think you, you really uh, hit the nail on the head there when you talked about, you know, like 80%, at least 80%, it's probably higher than that, are, are uncomplicated births. And really all that's an offer for women in Ireland are very medically controlled situations where it would be so much nicer. I mean, like having the experience, I my first child in Hollow Street and it was fine, but it was very, very medically led, very controlled, very, I had very little freedom to birth the way I wanted to. That's what led me personally to investigate about home birth. And, uh, but you know, like you said, in Ireland, it is really hard to ha- to procure a home birth because there's a lot of obstacles in the way for women. So what is your, uh, pardon the pun, your aim <laughs> with, uh-huh. with, with AIMS? Because I think, um, you know, um, pe- people just accept this medically led uh, kind of intervention into pregnancy and they don't think outside that box. What, is, what, what are your hopes? Okay, well, we have uh, three strands to what we would do in the Association for Improvements in Maternity Services. One strand is to give out information. So I suppose you know, having me on your show, Jackie, is great because it's giving me an opportunity to give out information to people. And obviously people can go on our website, which is www.aimsireland.com or .ie, either one works. But we also give out information by email, we give out information on social media, and we try and raise the awareness of the fact that birth doesn't have to be medicalized. If you want it to be, then it should be because that's obviously what you as an individual need. But if you don't want it to be, then you know you do have the capacity to look for other things in birth, perhaps to make birth preferences, perhaps to choose a caregiver carefully, maybe try and find uh, a midwife-led option. And often there are small little pockets of options. Maybe you can get early transfer home where you can be released within 12 hours and a midwife will come to your home for five days afterwards, which is so important for a new mother for mm-hmm. trying to establish breastfeeding and trying to feel okay with a birth experience. You know yourself, your first birth, you're trying to process, wow, what actually happened to me? Um, how <laughs> so am true. I? And I've got the, all the responsibility of looking after this little human. <laughs> and, um, you know, wow, all I did my birth preparation, it was all about the day of giving birth, but now the rest of my life I'm holding a baby. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, it's great to have someone in your house helping mm-hmm. you with that. So that would be one area. We, you know, we try to raise information, especially about the research and what's happening in other countries. And then another thing that we would do is be offer support. So um, often people don't have great experiences in Ireland, so we would obviously offer support with those. Um, we run birth healing workshops for women who've had particularly difficult experiences, and we offer a, an ethical referral service if somebody needs to speak to a psychotherapist or to a psychologist 
or if they're looking to find out more about their particular birth and trying to process that. So we would offer that kind of support. And then we would also have a representative role, and that's something that's also really important because we would be sitting on hospital committees, local hospitals. We would be sitting on HSE national committees. Um, I, for example, would have sat on the new standards for maternity care with HICWA. And so in those types of representative roles, we're really trying to um, bring forward what women want, what women tell us that they want. And we run you know, regular surveys and women say to us, look, I'd really like to have this and we want more midwifery-led care. You know, We want more community-based care. Well, and we can then bring that to the table. Yeah, let me ask you this. You know, I, I've, I've lived in Ireland for over 20 years now, birthed all of my children here. And in the 20 years, I've not seen really very many options open up for birthing uh, options at all. A few, a few. I won't say there's been none. But, like, how are we going to get to a place where women can really have the options for how they want to birth their children? If they want to have a home birth, that that's available to women. If they want to go to a birthing center, which doesn't even exist in Ireland as far as I know, how, how are we going to get to a place where women can have these options if they want a, home, uh, a water birth, you know, something so simple? How do we move towards that? Are we anywhere? Okay. Are we, are we going to get there? Is there any? Well, there's good news. There's okay. good news. I want some good okay, news. So, smile on your face, Jackie. There's good news. So, um, in 2015, when Leo Varadka was the Minister for Health, he initiated um, a steering group, which I sat on as the service user representative, and there was lots of obstetricians and midwives on it too, and various other representatives. And we formulated a new maternity strategy for Ireland. So, that was launched in 2016. Now, your listeners can go online, they can search National Maternity Strategy for Ireland implementation, and they can find a timetable for implementing different parts of it. So one of the things, and one of the things that I personally think is the most important, given our conversation today, is that there are now three pathways that have been decided after a lot of discussion for all pregnant people. So the first pathway is one that's called a supported pathway. So that is really about women who have those straightforward, uncomplicated pregnancies. And really what they need is they just need support. They can birth. They can do the business themselves. They just need support. So that's pathway one. Pathway two is that women may need a little more assistance. So they may have some small issue associated with their pregnancy. Maybe something came up during the pregnancy. So they may need a little bit of assistance. So that's the assisted pathway. And then the final pathway is for the women who have the more the greater complexity, so that would be a more complex pathway. So for the first pathway, for the supported pathway, by uh, the second quarter of next year of 2019, the HSE plan to have 20% of pregnant people going through um, a midwifery-led, for want of a better word, type of birth scenario. So that means that every single birth unit, all 19 of them in Ireland, will have to offer women who are of that pathway, women who have very straightforward, uncomplicated pregnancies, the option of a midwife-led, a kind of non-interventionist birth option. And that is on the cards, and the minister and everybody will be held to account if that doesn't happen. So that is the good news. Okay. Keep your diary open. <laughs> Second quarter, 2019. I'm circling it. Seeing that. <laughs> okay. Circle it now. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll see if that comes into fruition. Mm. And one of the things that we'll be doing in AIMS is we'll be putting very gentle pressure mm-hmm. um, on the HSE and on the Department of Health to allow that promise to bear fruit. That's a positive step. That is a positive step. A very positive step. 
Now, obviously, by 2020, that's going to be up to 30%, and we're going to hopefully get to that 60 to 80% that we were talking about at the beginning, women mm-hmm. who have very low-risk pregnancies, and that they will be offered different options. Um, and obviously, it's, excuse the pun now, I'm going to do one, um, it's a hard labour for the HSE <laughs> to do that because we're moving from a very, yeah. very medicalised system and we have to open up and we have to say, okay, that was the past and that suited Ireland in the past, but we're moving into a new era now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women are looking online, they're seeing different options, and they're wondering why they can't have them at home. And we need to be able to offer those choices yeah. uh, to women who deserve them and to babies who deserve them. Well, you know, babies deserve the best birth as well. Absolutely, because there's two, two, two people involved there, of course, or at least two, if not more, if there's twins. At least twins. two, if yeah. not more. And there's more twins being born yeah. than ever now in wow. Ireland. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, d- well, tell me this. Do you think we'll ever get to a day in Ireland when we'll see a birthing center as a real possibility? Well, that's an interesting question. When I sat on the... Um, on the maternity strategy in the discussions, my impression was that there was more resistance to a birth center than there was to a national home birth service. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say coming from the HSE, uh, I think we'd have to have our home birth service in place fully first. And then I think when that's demonstrated to be safe and everybody's happy with that, we probably will move perhaps towards the long side birth centres and then maybe to freestanding birth centres. Because in the north of Ireland, if we talk about the whole of Ireland, Mm -hmm. we do have freestanding birth centres, several of them, and they function very well. So it's a case of, you know, getting, gaining the trust of people who perhaps are a little suspicious of, you know, these types of, uh, of services because they're not familiar with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of work to be done. (laughs) A lot, a lot. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's great. It's great that I think that there's a, you know, like, how long has AIMS been, um, how how long has the organization been around? So AIMS has been around since 2007. It started off with women who had had very difficult experiences and who were given very few options, the kinds of things that you're describing, perhaps with your first birth, Mm -hmm. and who really wanted to put information out and to open up the discourse surrounding birth. And there's lots of things to talk about. For example, I mean, one of the things that came out just a month or two ago was a new set of maternity statistics. Or, I mean, the maternity statistics are produced every month by every hospital. Any of your listeners can go and look them up. But you have to go to a separate website for every hospital for every month, so it's a bit tiresome. But then this fabulous woman called me, you put it all together for the whole year. So then you could see every hospital for the whole year. So that made it more accessible. So what we um, can see is that we have very high induction rates. For first-time mm-hmm. mothers, the average induction rate is 42%. Wow. So that's huge. That now, is. obviously, if you're going into an induction, um, that means that your chances of having uh, a normal straight walk forward birth are going to be more limited because mm-hmm. nobody knows how either you or your baby is going to respond to a synthetic hormone. Mm-hmm. Your baby is more likely to go into distress. You're more likely to have the baby in a poorer position. Um, You yourself may have various physiological responses to that hormone. And so the chances of having uh, a normal straightforward birth are lower with induced labors. And also, you know, often babies just aren't ready and women aren't Mm -hmm. ready. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it would be great if we could lower that induction rate. And I suppose that's something I really also want to say on your show is that there is a great divide in Ireland between urban areas and rural areas on this as in so many other things. Mm. But in rural areas, you'll find that because we have a centralized maternity service, it may be 100 kilometers 
to the mm-hmm. hospital mm-hmm. for you to go in. So if you're in West Cork, your nearest maternity hospital is the UMH in Cork. So if you think you might be in labour, you're going to get in the car and drive on a very, very bumpy road, you know, past Gibberine and all of the other places on the way, and you're going to get there, and then you might be told, actually, you're not in labour enough, so yeah. you have to go home, yeah. still having some contractions, and back you go, and then you'd have to do the journey again. So what often happens in rural areas is that women are offered an induction simply for administrative purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, women are often offered sweeps at 38 weeks with a view to inducing perhaps at 40 weeks so that women don't have to come back in and out. But really, that's not a great solution. The better solution is for us to have community-based care so that midwives can come out to women in early labour say, you know, this is just the, the niggles. Well, you'll remember, you know, this is just yeah. the niggles here. This yeah. isn't the real McCoy yet. But you're doing great, you know, maybe lie in bed, get a hot water bottle on. I'll pop back in about four or five hours and that see how you're doing. That would be amazing. That would be brilliant. And yeah. That's what we need. We need yeah. more community-based services. We need to move away from that centralised service. We need your community midwife. Um, we need community midwife um, posts, if you like, or clinics. We need them in shopping centres. You know, when women go and do their shopping in dumb stores, or I shouldn't be advertising, or I'll say them all, Tesco, <laughs> dumb stores, Little Aldi, you, whatever. All of them. Um, yeah, all of them. Yeah. You know, I hope I didn't miss anybody out. Um, <laughs> Super you know, value. Then, you know, you can, uh, yeah, you can get your trolley, get your shopping, and then you can pop in and have your antenatal check or have mm-hmm. your postnatal check, mm-hmm. and you can go and ask that question about your baby. Is your baby teething or not teething? Is everything okay? You know, so it's very make community it based. Yeah, make it convenient. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and you get yeah. to know your community midwife and what's very important here is that your community midwife gets to know you and then if you're not feeling well if you're not the best and we know that 20% of women will have some form of postnatal depression after uh, they give birth your community midwife will sit there going you know Jackie's that's not the way she normally is she's all bright and bubbly and she's not bright and bubbly at the moment Mm. and what's going on there and you know women won't fall through the net like they do right now because they won't be so uh, for coming to centralised services, they'll have somebody that knows them in their community. True so that's support. Really, true something support, that yeah. we need. True support. Yeah. That's what women really need. I, I have Absolutely. enjoyed. I've enjoyed talking to you so much this morning, <laughs> and uh, maybe we can have you back on the show some sometime oh, again. Absolutely. Because I think absolutely. you know this is a conversation that that women. In fact, we've got a text in here from a listener in Kilkenny that's saying that she's just absolutely delighted that we're talking about this today, and that she had a uh, home birth for her first baby and was hoping to have her second at home too, um, and she's saying that it's just so difficult because different hospitals have different criteria for home birth and it's just a battle uh, this time around she's saying so she's been lucky enough to find a private home birth uh, service but you know she's it's true you know you can get some really awful uneducated comments from medical staff she goes on to say here and uh, she's saying that the situation should allow women to give birth where there's no complications with the least intervention as possible so you know women women are looking for this so keep up the good work keep it up Thanks a million, Jackie, and look forward to coming on again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on today. No worries. Take care now. Thanks. That's bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Krisha Lynch. She's the chair and spokesperson for the Association of Improvement in Maternity Services. And uh, we do really thank you, you, her for coming on this morning. It's aimsireland.ie if you want more information, aimsireland.ie. And uh, I love the vision of, of community support. And, you know, until until we have that kind of uh, uh, scheme rolled out across this country, we really, as women, need to look after each other. Remember your friends who are expecting and that. Remember 
remember to check up on them after the baby comes and make sure that they've got the support that they need. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.